This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of changemakers. I'm Lisa. And I'm Laura. We're the founders of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small. And our team of experts show you how to live and shop responsibly by sharing world-changing lifestyle ideas, products, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the planet-friendly goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And to help spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. Welcome to a very special episode, Good Together listeners. We love our amazing community of changemakers, so we wanted to spend an entire episode diving into some burning questions from the Brightly community. In today's episode, Laura and Lisa are answering questions about how they got started on their own sustainability journeys, why we're launching the Brightly shop, and more. Let's get to it. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm doing good. We're, uh, you know, we're almost in the middle of July, which is cool. My birthday is coming up, cancer season. Let's yes. go. <laughs> yes. I, it, thanks for the reminder. I was just looking at the like, Laura's birthday is coming up. <laughs> you know, I need products, right? Just kidding. No, no, <laughs> no. We, we don't need any more products over here. We're, we test a lot of them. <laughs> and we'll talk about products just in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm very excited about this uh, episode um, since it's all about you guys, our community. Yes. Yeah. So we, we have had the chance to do an episode like this maybe once or twice before where we poll our community to see what kind of questions they have for Lisa and I. And, you know, we are coming up now. We've done this podcast for over two years now, which is crazy. And we've had an opportunity to talk to you lots of guests go deep into lots of topics. And it's always really interesting to be able to, you know, help answer your questions because there's a lot of stuff going on. Exactly. So why don't we just get straight into it? I love the first question. Uh, and I, I'll let you, Laura, answer it. So how did you know you wanted to start a podcast? That's a question from Diana from Virginia. Yes. Yeah, so the podcast, you know, you, you you guys may or may not know, but Good Together was really the genesis of what we know as Brightly today. And the reason why we wanted to start the podcast was we really felt like there was an, a need to talk about these sustainability and sort of eco-friendly related topics from a authentic and realistic perspective, right? That's always our goal, which is to approach something that might seem complicated or might seem intimidating to most people and just really ask the questions about it and do it from a realistic perspective. Lisa and I are not perfectionists. That's why we came up with our tagline, Planet Over Perfection. We're not. Um, and we have a question later that's that's going to be really cool, which is what's the most un-eco thing you do every day, which I love. Um, 
but we're, we wanted to be, we wanted to think about it differently. And so for us, a podcast was a great way to get the message and the voice out. And um, you may or may not know my brother actually helps edit the podcast, which is amazing. Hi, Paul. <laughs> Hi, Al. <laughs> um, and he went to school for audio engineering. So he, of course, is qualified to do that. But it was a really great way for us to just get out and, and, and chat about it. Right, Lisa? Yeah, exactly. I'm, um, uh, it, it started very organically. Again, I think Laura, remember when we always talk about the podcast, we're like, okay, let's take our conversations that we're already having over wine and let's share it with um, the listeners and see That's if right. anybody's going to listen. And sure enough, um, I'm not sure you guys probably have heard if you've been listening for a while. Apple chose us as the number one podcast for conscious consumers three times in a row uh, already. And the first one was when we just launched like 10 episodes. Um, so that was very exciting. And, and again, thank you for listening. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you want to get into the second question? Yeah, let's do it. So the next question is, do you come up with your podcast ideas by brainstorming what you would want to know or do you research the hot topics of the week? This is from Catherine G from Massachusetts. Yeah, Catherine is actually one of our VAP scouts. So thanks for asking this question, Catherine. Um, that's an easy one. And I, it's both, right, Laura? Yeah. Uh, we definitely, you know, are as, as we were talking just just now, the first few ideas that came up was, was uh, okay, well, what, what are we uh, thinking about right now? you know, and it's like right now everyone is starting to travel, you know, during, um, yep. you know, as things are starting to open up. So, okay, let's start talking about sustainable ways we can travel. We've done that episode before. And, um, that was like one of our first like 10 episodes or so, because that, uh, back then we were in the holiday season, Christmas when everybody was traveling. So a lot of episodes we really try to make them very relevant and timely, yes. uh, but there's also kind of more nerdy things, right. Where we really need to dig, uh, uh, we want to dig deeper and um, invite experts to talk about them. Absolutely. And sometimes we get approached by experts. Um, just so you guys know, nobody can pay or anything to be on the podcast themselves. We do have advertisements um, where if you've been listening, you know, we, we do have advertisements to help grow and scale the podcast. But regardless, I mean, we, we make sure that everything is vetted by us before it gets in front of you. So um, that some, that's another way we sometimes get topics. But um, yeah, for us, it's really just about living our lives imperfectly eco and having these questions. And I think, you know, recycling, Lisa and I, we have had some great episodes about recycling. Mm -hmm. We could have probably 10 more because it confuses the heck out of us, just probably like it confuses you. So exactly. we like to be realistic and be like, well, is recycling what we actually think it is? Or, you know, like, let's like take a drive to the dump. Actually, my husband and I have been going to the dump recently because um, we had a remodel happen. So just let, let, let's get in front of it, right? <laughs> Exactly. And don't forget, of course, that we w I want to give a shout out to, uh, you know, the, our amazing content team. You might have heard Brie uh, for the first time in the introduction uh, in one of the previous episodes and Tareen, our director of content. We produce amazing content. Uh, if you're more of a reader than a podcast, of course, every single episode has show notes so you can read um, and, you know, click on all of the extra links and resources we mentioned during the episode. But yeah, check out brightly.eco. We are publishing two, three stories per day, every single day. And a lot of them, uh, the stories are based on the questions, uh, again, just like this, the questions that you guys submit to us or the questions that our community is discussing on Instagram, on TikTok, or on the Brightly exclusive app. Don't forget about that too. 
yeah, there's so many different ways you can interact with the content. But like Lisa said, we're really excited that we now are able to grow as a company and have staff and have people that are helping us research things and put out some really quality stuff. So amazing. Um, let's get into the next question. Yeah. So this is, I'm very excited about, of course. Um, and Laura, I'll let you answer that one. Um, but of course I'll tune in if uh, anything launching a shop, Thank you for asking this question, Colleen from uh, Colleen Cochran from New York. Um, perfect timing. Launching a shop. We are launching a shop on August second, and we'll talk about it in more detail in uh, one of the upcoming episodes. So don't worry about that. We'll give you full details there. But okay, back to the question. Very <laughs> important. Launching a shop. How are you thinking about promoting people to use the Brightly Shop without promoting over or unnecessary consumption? That is a great question, Laura. That's a great question. And it's one that we have had at the front of our minds from the very beginning. So we at Brightly see ourselves, and good together, of course, um, as helping solve problems related to eco-friendly and sustainable living for you. So we help solve these problems by access to information, right? That's part of the way why we do this podcast. But we also solve it by vetting these products and brands that come across your Instagram feed every day who claim to be eco-friendly. So we want to make sure that products that Lise and I try that we love um, get out to you because we, you know, there's a huge, you know, vacuum, I think, of, of information, lack of information out there about these products. So naturally, as we did more research and, and more hands-on research truly, if you will, with products, it made sense for us to launch a shop. Now, when you think about most shops out there, what's their goal? Their goal is to get you to buy as much as possible with them all the time and to throw out your old stuff and just use what they have. That is not the way we're promoting the shop and it's not the reason why we're doing the shop. Uh, we're doing the shop so that we can solve these problems for you and so that we can also grow the business too, right? Like we want to be transparent up there. Like we would love to, we need to, in order to create scale and make true meaningful impact in the world, we do need to have uh, profits behind us too. That, that being said, it doesn't mean we have to push you into unnecessary consumption. Lisa and I are actually going to have a whole episode about the shop. We'll go more into detail about that. Um, I think it'll be releasing, um, just depending on the order of these episodes, it'll either be right before this one or right after this one. So it'll be something that we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into in detail. But we really see this as an opportunity to, to reinvent the way conscious consumers shop, if that makes sense. And I know that sounds like very high and mighty, but we want you guys to understand that that's why we're doing this. Exactly. And again, as Laura said, we'll go into all of the nitty gritty details of the shop and how we will be operating um, in the episode. In the, um, so stay tuned for this. But again, what we are all about is conscious consumerism and mindful shopping, right? Yes. So we always encourage you to think twice, even as we're, you're shopping with Brightly, with uh, when you're shopping and are uh, when you're able to purchase this amazing products that we have personally tested every single one of them, Laura, I, and or one or multiple of our team members, some of our VIP scouts, scouts, um, still think twice before you buy. Think about your purchase. Appreciate that um, what you're buying. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on to the next question, Laura. Yeah. So the next question um, was asked by Grace Campbell from Illinois. And she said, 
What is something you both still struggle with in making sustainable in your day-to-day lives? I think it's important to show that not everyone is 100% zero waste. No matter the efforts they put forth, um, there's always going to be room for improvement. So I love this question from Grace. Delizia, you want to get us started? Yeah, um, easy. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm probably not even like 50% zero waste, like to be honest. (laughs) You know, I live in a normal size apartment for American standards, at least, (laughs) Um, you know, um, I consume uh, very mindfully. I try to shop as much as possible, you know, eco-friendly or fair trade products, Um, you know, no shopping at fast fashion brands and stuff like that. But, you know, I still have plastic stuff in my life. I was, uh, Laura and I were talking about just this weekend, um, you know, I went to see Giants game. Um, I'm in San Francisco. I love going to the stadium. It's beautiful there. Check it out if you come to visit San Francisco one day. Um, but yeah, and I was like, ooh, we bought, um, we got a glass of beer, uh, but of course it's in a plastic cup. They had aluminum cans, but the, the actually the salespeople, they're like, oh, you know, you actually will save a couple of dollars and get more beer if you get in a plastic cup. Of course. Mm. So yeah, I'm like, that's really bad incentive. That's the opposite that needs to happen. Uh, and then, yeah, like it's a beautiful cup. Um, I think I have a couple of them as like just mementos at home. So I keep some of them when I go to the stadiums, but then they didn't even have uh, water fountains. They were closed probably because of COVID. I couldn't refill my, I I drink tap water in California, but I couldn't even refill my water bottle because their faucets are so terrible. Um, Yeah. So I'm like, dude, you guys are doing really (laughs) bad in terms of uh, trying to be uh, consume less plastic, but that's one aspect. Plastic, that's terrible. Yeah, well, it's terrible. I mean, I feel like COVID. Unfortunately, yeah, exactly. we talked about this in so mm-hmm. many episodes, but it did set us back in terms of single use plastic because there's you know a lot of misconceptions. I think going around germs on covid like on surfaces like i you remember back in the beginning of the pandemic we were all oh, like God, yeah. frantically disinfecting everything and then the cdc came out and said like well it's actually not a huge deal mm-hmm. so anyway there's all sorts of stuff that's sort of misinformation going on there but i do feel like i think starbucks is going to let people now yes. bring their cups back now which is good but i mean it's been a year right so mm-hmm. a year and a half <sighs> yeah that's- yeah And yeah, another thing I'll just go ahead and say, and we talk about it so much with Laura, meat consumption. We are meat eaters, uh, like me and my husband grill almost every other day because it's such a healthy way to to cook. Um, So still trying to get on track with like decreasing my red meat consumption, um, you know, but I'm always up for portobello or like burger using imperfect uh, meat or beyond burger. Um, But that's kind of another thing that I really would like to do uh, to make more progress on. Absolutely. I think my, my two things would be really similar to Lisa, like I said, uh, waste and, you know, where we're recently, um, we've actually done two remodels um, in different rooms of my house and, you know, there's unfortunately a lot of waste that gets generated. Granted, I've tried to go about this mindfully and and not just a lot of times when people do remodels, they just gut everything, they get rid of stuff. And we have not been doing that, but even still, there's a lot of trash generated, whether we're talking about removal of stuff from the, from the job site, or even just when you bring in new materials, there's just boxes and plastic and, and all sorts of things all over the place. So my husband has been to the dump a few times and I went with him the other day and I should have taken some footage, but it was like kind of dark. So I don't think it would have turned out that well, but next time I go, I definitely will. We'll put it on TikTok, but 
it's just so depressing to see the amount of trash that you're putting in there when you go. So I think it's actually a good thing for you to see like visually, like this is what my trash looks like when it goes into the landfill, but also what everything else is, is getting put in there. And the place that we went to last time actually had a section where they had put all of the old appliances and oh my God, like my husband, he saw like two grills that looked totally fine. They probably just needed a repair. Um, and actually, um, there was a grill that we kind of inherited from a previous person on the house and we just repaired it. Like we didn't, it, it was kind of old, but we were like, I think this is a good enough girl. Let's just repair it. And so I'm lucky that my husband is DIY fanatic. Lisa and I have all these inside jokes yeah. about how he makes things so quickly. He's, he's like a superstar from that perspective. But he was like, I think we need to just swap out the starter, right? It didn't quite start. So he swapped it out and he changed the the um, grates, like, you know, they're kind of old and gross. Mm-hmm. You can order replacement grates. Like, so that's what we did. We have a grill now, right? But we also could have taken a look at that and been like, well, this grill doesn't start up, so let's throw it out. And so that's a long-winded point of saying that I just was so depressed by, like, the army of refrigerators and Ugh. grills and giant things that were sitting there waiting to get crushed. And there was even this huge sign at the at the dump that said no scavenging allowed. Um What? So like they won't even let you take something from there and that take it back home. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, the only thing I can think of, Lisa, is that they maybe they don't want you to get hurt while you do mm-hmm. it and and I think unfortunately a lot of stuff revolving around reuse in this country is liability, right? Mm-hmm. Like but nobody so wants terrible. to be responsible. Yeah. So bad. So how about instead of sending a appliance that's not working to the landfill, you try at first to give it away on OfferUp or Craigslist or something for Facebook free. Facebook Marketplace. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Just put it up for free. Put it out on the side of your yard or your apartment or wherever you can handle on the on the street. You don't even have to go meet the person. Yeah, no. Just put it out there and make sure you do post about it online yes. though. Because if you just post put it on the side of the road with a free sign, then you have to depend on somebody who happens to walk by. So like advertise it a little bit for free. And I would hope that somebody who's handy can go and repair it. Cause man, it just really depressed me. So yes waste. Um, if you're making online purchases, the packaging, the plastic, all of that that goes into it always gets me down. Um, but then strangely enough, um, I was at a doctor's appointment yesterday and I went to go use the restroom. And now this is a, a separate topic, but something that I, I've always <laughs> told myself not to do, but it's like a tick. I can't stop doing it, which is when I go to the restroom in public places, I, I'm like obsessed with getting my hands clean. So that's good. Like I, I wash my hands for a while. I do turn the water off, which is good. But I find that like I always take too many paper towels. Like I think I just like really want my hands dry. And so I like take too many paper towels and then I, I use them to open the door so that I don't like grab the door like with germs. But I'm like, every time I do it, I'm like, can I just use one paper towel here? Yeah. So, like, so we are thinking about this a lot and trying to make sure that, um, you know, we are being thoughtful in our actions um, because we know it makes a big difference. Uh, so, yes, we are not 100% zero waste. We've never claimed to be. Lisa and I are both meat eaters. We do try and cut down on the consumption there when we can. Um, but we also don't – I think the closing this this out is – we don't try and place a lot of guilt on ourselves for this stuff. Like it just, it's not productive. Um, and 
you definitely listen to um, the episode we just released about eco-anxiety because we talk a lot about the psychology mm-hmm. behind all of this. But like guilt is not a way that you're going to get yourself to take action or, or def- other people. Exactly. Celebrate the small steps, small actions, uh, and definitely don't, you know, guilt trip anyone. That's, you know, we've been saying it from day one, but that's true, you know. Um, that's the only way we can make scalable impact as a society altogether. Absolutely. Um, so it's my turn to ask a question, yeah. right? So what was the first swap you both made um, to be more environmentally friendly? It's Jocelyn Landry, Landry from British Columbia. Hey, Canada. <laughs> um, let's see. The first swap I made to be most environmentally friendly, I think that probably be hard to know the exactly the first one. But the one that I can think most about is just reducing my consumption. Um, so if you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard the story of how I used to work at Amazon. Apologies if you've heard the story too many times, but I used to work at Amazon. Um, I was in the fashion department and my entire job was to promote, you know, what we could call now overconsumption. And I had so many shoes and handbags and, and pieces of clothing that I got on crazy sale. Cause I was like first access to a lot of these markdowns. Right. And I just opened up my closet one day and was like, dang, like, Half this stuff, for me, like comfort is a big deal. So like half of it was made with just such poor quality material that it like, I didn't even ever want to wear it because it was, you know, that kind of itchy polyester. I didn't like that. I just didn't like the fact that I was just, I just didn't need all this stuff. So for me, it was like, I took a huge step back and I was like, I'm not going to buy any more clothes. I'm going to do a capsule wardrobe. So that to me really sticks out in my mind. Um, Growing up, I also was pretty concerned about the chemicals in different cleaners around the house. I I never liked strong smells of things. So I was kind of, I'm sure I annoyed the heck out of my mom, but I would be like, why are we using like, you know, the old bath and body work stuff where Mm -hmm. it was like overly scented and weird. I think I was like, no, can we just not have this? So I think I was always on like the essential oil kick, even from a a young age. (laughs) Yeah, and for me, you know, we've talked about it, kind of uh, starting with your sustainability superpower or basically what you personally care the most about, what value and part of living a more eco-friendly, conscious way. Um, You know, it started with fair trade and saying no to fast fashion after I watched the True Cost movie, the documentary. Mm -hmm. I believe it's still on Netflix. If uh, if not, it's definitely on Amazon and other places. But yeah. I was just, yep, that's it. Even though I might not be able back then to afford most of the eco-friendly or like ethical non-fast fashion pieces, let's, I'll like, let's just not buy it then. You know, I yeah. can survive with another, without another jacket, another pair of jeans or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, you, we actually just got together in person for the first time ever for our first Brightly Offsite. It was amazing. We got, we got to go to Mount Rainier, do a hike. So fun. But one of our um, new members, Brie, we talked about Brie earlier. She was wearing this really cool blazer, um, but it was by Mm -hmm. a fast fashion company. And she, you know, she's like, I've had this forever. Like, you know, I use it so that first of all, that's fine. Like Mm -hmm. if you get something from a fast, fast company, fast fashion, sorry, company, we're not going to judge you, you yeah. know, like sometimes that's the place that you have to go for a piece, just wear it more, right? Like try and wear the heck out of that thing. So mm-hmm. she was like, I did. And then what did you do, Lisa? <laughs> yeah. So I told you the story of my, about my pink blazer. This is the story of the black blazer, uh, just like Brie has, <laughs> um, 
she might actually have gotten it on Poshmark, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe that's what they oh, told Oh, really? Me. Okay, I couldn't yeah, remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember, but Brie will let us know. Anyway, so I, sure enough, for the first time, uh, I'm a ThreadUp user already, but I have tried Poshmark, and I found the same exact jacket um, from someone, and it was just a bit uh, one size bigger, but I still can wear it. It's nice. Um, and yeah, I got it on Poshmark because I'm like, yes, I will never definitely buy it directly from that company. But, you know, I saw, I already tried the piece. I knew it's like, it's one of those classic black blazers. Um, I'll probably have it forever. So yeah, yeah do that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely do that. So our last question I love, and so I'll ask you, you answer it first, Lisa, but mm-hmm. Danielle S from Pennsylvania asks us, what has been your favorite part of the Good Good Together podcast or Brightly in general? I love this question, but it's probably going to be like, okay, you've said that many, many times before, but it's community, right? This is really what makes Brightly Brightly. Uh, this is how and why we're so different from any other eco-friendly brand, media company, or eco-friendly marketplace, whatever. We are a community of planet champions, imperfect planet champions. Um, And yeah, uh, the inspiration that we get from you guys, from listeners, from our scout ambassadors, uh, from our VIP scouts, of course, the Brightly team now, that's, um, I don't know, that's the most exciting part for me because, again, um, any journey is much more fun and easier with someone else. And that's exactly what the Brightly community is here for, to welcome you and go through your sustainability journey together. And that's why we started this podcast together, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's called Good Together for many reasons. One is we believe in the power of community to create this good together. But Lisa and I also wanted to co-host the podcast. Like it, I think it would be a lot less impactful if it was just me or Lisa talking at you all the time. Like this Mm -hmm. is a community effort and it's something that really matters to us. Um, It was funny when I first read this question, for some reason I interpreted it as what was your favorite good together podcast episode you've ever recorded. I Mm -hmm. don't know why. So I have that, which is, it was one um, that we haven't released yet. um, But please get excited for it. I interviewed um, an author called Adam Minter and he and I talked about myths around giving clothing away to uh, to goodwill and recycling. And I'm telling you, he has done so much investigative reporting on this topic. His family actually um, were, I I don't think he used this word, but like scavengers, like truly they were reuse folks who would go and reuse other people's waste, which was so cool. Like literally back in the day, Mm -hmm. like almost a hundred years ago, which is crazy. So it's like in his blood and he just really debunked a ton of myths for me you will hear me like audibly be like, oh, you know, like it truly kind of blew my mind. So that's been my favorite episode I can think of in recent memory, but we've had the opportunity to talk to so many cool guests. Lisa, what would be your favorite podcast episode you ever recorded? Um, so I would say, uh, I love Burlap and Barrel, guys. Uh, we know the founders. We like me and Laura obsessed with their spices, but it is I'm, so good. And yeah. I'm obsessed with cooking and all things food. So I loved it. Uh, and another one, the more recent one would be with Paul Rice from Fair Trade USA. Um, I've been trying to get him on the podcast for a while. And we finally were able to, and he shared so many exciting news in terms of fair trade, but from big corporations. If you guys have, haven't listened to it, give it a listen. It's like literally a couple of episodes before this one. Um, and yeah, it just got me excited about the impact even big corporations surprising you know um 
businesses like Walmart or something, uh, they are there are some certain steps that they are taking and they're doing right um, and it's worth celebrating because the impact is massive. Absolutely. And speaking of that, the other thing, the other part of the question I didn't answer, which is what's been my favorite part about Brightly in general, there's so many things, um, whether it's like a personal, um, you know, growth perspective or just, I mean, there's, there's so many things I could talk about, but to keep it short, for me, it's just the potential of the impact we're going to have. Like we went from reaching, I think when we first started out, we're reaching a few hundred people a day, right? If that, maybe a few hundred people a yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, especially, yeah, before me, before me and you got together in terms of like actually started working on Brightly full time in March of 2020, you know, when this podcast started. Yeah, <laughs> probably a couple of listeners. That's exactly. So we went from reaching a few really small, passionate people, small, small, amount of passionate people to now brightly as a whole reaches over 2 million people a day, which is crazy. Like that's just so exciting. And for me, it's, it's not exciting from like an ego perspective, like sure. Like it's nice to have some success from that perspective, but for me, it's just exciting that we're resonating with so many people that want to live better eco-friendly lives from a realistic standpoint, just like us. So if you ever feel like you're alone and you want to give yourself a pat on the back for doing Meatless Monday, and then you talk to somebody who's fully plant-based and they're kind of like, well, why isn't it meatless every day? <laughs> like, don't feel bad. Like, you can have that pat on the back. Please come talk with us in our app or with our community general. We'll give you that high five because you should not feel guilty about that. So for me, it's just the growth of this in general has been just so cool. Absolutely. We want to bring as many people as we can into the fold uh, and on, on their imperfect sustainability journeys. So thank you guys so much for joining us. I think that's the wrap of the community episode. That's it. So as you guys know, we are launching our shop on August 2nd, depending on when this episode comes out or it may or yep. may not have passed, but um, please join us on brightly.eco for that. And um, we've got a lot of exciting things coming up through the end of the year. So please stay with us. Make sure to um, hit subscribe to this podcast. If you're not already subscribed, share with friends and family. And as always, keep the plan in mind, but don't drive yourself crazy being a perfectionist, right? <laughs> love it. Love it. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco slash podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco slash podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind and live brightly.